Welcome to the Special Strength Fitness Podcast, where we break down the psychology, fitness, and nutrition strategies you need to know to successfully transform your life. As always, my name is Imtiaz, and today I'm very excited to welcome our very first guest to the show. I've been looking forward to catching up with him for a long time because we actually go back many, 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 many years when he was not in the fitness sector and I was just starting out uh, as a coach myself. And I found our guest's journey so amazing over the years. I've been able to keep up with him through social media and just to watch his personal health transformation take place and then see him morph into a coach and help people now through his business active grind has been an amazing thing. And I think more people can benefit by seeing a normal person who decided to take a positive step in their life and do something about their health and now is serving as an inspiration to other people. I cannot wait, guys. Please help me welcome our very first guest on the show, Miko Quach. Hey, guys, we're here with Miko Quach, our very special guest today. I have had the privilege of working with Miko back in the day, back when I was a young man working at Best Buy. We both met there. Uh, Miko, I believe you were working in the cell phone department as a manager at the time. Yes, the mobile department. Time flies. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was in the computer department as an associate. Uh, it's crazy. This was, I, I want to say this was like 2000, maybe six to 2008-ish. Yeah, like, I miss those times. And I'm glad we kept in touch though. Oh my Absolutely. gosh. Uh, just to give you guys some background, Miko is is the owner and head coach of Active Grind, which is a personal training service in Toronto. I'm sure there's an online component to it as well. Uh, and you can reach him at Active Grind. Uh, that's A-C-T-I-V-G-R-I-N-D on Instagram. So Miko, it's been many, many years. We haven't caught up. Tell me how your life has gone since those Best Buy days. Oh, man, there's uh, so much that happened. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful for it. Sometimes when you're going through those times, you don't see it at the time. But uh, reflecting on it now, the, the the good thing about not seeing each other for so long is you can go through the peaks and valleys and explain the whole journey because um, sometimes during the phases, you feel different. Um, but um, a lot of ups and downs, uh, as we mentioned before, um, I've had two major ups moments mm -hmm. and then major very low moments and um it's left me here and my favorite part is um being able to um help people that are going through that um because uh, life has its ups and downs as we always mention right and um and that's my favorite part and it's given me peace uh because of everything that's happened since that time <laughs> Now, uh, one of the things that I love to do with my guests is I like to reach way back and start at the beginning. Okay. So I remember you at Best Buy. Now I can tell just me personally, you were a lot heavier back then. Okay. I can say that safely, right? Take us through, you know, that time and how did you get into health and fitness and what prompted your transformation? Uh, so you get a lot of people talking to you. Um, Nicely. Uh, I went through the nice phases. Some people don't get it as nice. Um, some people are like, hey, um, are you okay? So they ask you, okay, because even your demeanor, mm -hmm. um, you, even though you feel okay, um, people can see that you know, you're not feeling the best. Um, so eventually, I kept ignoring those signs. I think we all do at, at one point. And then somehow it just clicked. It, I, I have these weird epiphanies in everything I've done in life, even yeah. with school. Um, I just get up one day and I'm like, you know what? Let's just try this. And then even when you do that, sometimes you still have speed bumps and uh, failures. 
Um, and you were right. Like I was not like looking back at some of the pictures we had as a team at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those was, morning meetings. Oh, yeah. I was just deteriorating before my eyes. I didn't feel good at all. And I just kept getting bigger and bigger and I reached 305 pounds. And, um, wow. okay, yeah. and uh, I don't know, like looking back now, I don't know how I functioned in that time, but I guess you just find a way as a human. What, what made you gain that weight? I'm very curious as to why that happened. Um, Growing up, here's the funny story. When I was a kid, I was actually really skinny. <laughs> That's the funniest. Oh. Very shy and very, very skinny. And then I think what happened was just the grinds of we all, what we all go through. I was working like um, two jobs, three jobs at the time. Um, and uh, just noticing that, looking back now, just noticing that just constantly eating and uh, staying still. Like even though we right. moved at Best Buy. Yeah. For me, you know, the day-to-day, especially nowadays, it's not enough. Like just doing our daily chores and mm-hmm. doing our daily work. Um, it feels like exercise, but um, it's not enough. So um, the deficit never added up. And it just kept gaining. And then mental, like um, I know we'll get into it more in throughout the conversation, but um, I felt like my mental state, um, I just kept adding to it. Like I kept looking for um, escapes based okay. on schedule and time so i kept reaching for food and um uh, alcohol or food or um events that you know kept adding to the to the situation <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and why did you want to escape what were you escaping from um i kept feeling like i needed to reward myself in that way um we yeah. all we all deserve rewards yeah but now yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you'll you'll say the same thing. Is I will reward myself, but in different ways that will keep the office going, like, which is your body, right? So yeah. <laughs> I agree 100 percent with that. Now you reached a point where you said, "Okay, let's try something different." Yeah. yeah. What did you try? Because those initial days, I'm sure, were quite interesting. Oh man! Oh man! I tried everything, and without <laughs> going into too many. I, everyone goes through many different things, but my biggest weakness at the time, even though it was productive, um, was copying um, many individuals thinking that that would fit my schedule and my pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would copy how they ate, how they worked out. And it made me miserable, to be honest. And I just didn't know it. I thought I thought um, it would work for me. And, you know, it would just be this miracle effects, right? Yep. But being a different size, having a different work schedule, having a different eating pattern, mm-hmm. uh, timing to eat, um, it just made me frustrated because I'm like, I'm failing because I can't do what these people are doing. But I didn't realize it wasn't fit towards me. And that was the biggest thing I learned. Yeah. <laughs> what, ki- what kind of people were you looking at? That's such a great point. What kind of people were you looking at? I was. So we get caught up in a world, and I think it still happens sometimes even more now. We get caught up on falling um the pictures the yes the media yeah i was following people that were looking to be bodybuilders um looking to um who has um more of a flex schedule yeah um um, living the um celebrity lives per Mm -hmm. se yeah Yeah. and uh, i'm not a celebrity (laughs) so i I wish i was but i'm not a celebrity could be one day of Um, course but um, I'll try to copy that. And um, so, for example, they would go on these um, 
special pinpoint diets. And mm -hmm. you know, working at Best Buy even, it's uh, it's hard when you have to help so many customers and help your team. So that's what I was doing. And um, it wasn't working. <laughs> You see, one of the reasons that I reached out to you and I said, you know, we should really get together and record an episode of this podcast because I I think in my educated experience, being in this industry for well over 14 years at this point, you represent so closely to what a normal person is when they're going through that health transformation versus the the Instagram celebrities and the influencers that we see who, you know, that's 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 a whole nother conversation like that. We're going to get into that today because part of the purpose of this podcast, the reason I started it, one of the big reasons is there's so much fitness and health and wellness misinformation out there. People are misinformed because they're following these things. And you're a perfect example of someone who's done that, course corrected, made transformations, and now you're helping people. So that's why, you know, I think it's so important to share your story because you are the everyday person who's trying to become, uh, you know, healthier and have a better life for themselves. So tell me, you started looking at these people, uh, and then what happened? Um, so basically, immediately, what I, I do, what everyone do, I try to purchase the um, the supplements right away, um, and um, mimic these um, meal plans exactly to the T, and these workout plans. So um, what doesn't work, I find, and immediately I felt, um, but I kept pushing and it'll lead to a wall eventually was um, the workouts weren't designed for me. And I know you're big on that because I love watching your videos and your, um, and your live videos. Um, it gets people to doing what they need to do instead right. of what others are doing. So yeah. um, especially the diet, I'm like, Ugh, this is my body was like, what are you doing to me? This is like um, mm -hmm. night and day what you're doing. So I found that um, um now I know is I did it gradually. So day one, I would take out a few items. Day two, I would take a few items out. Day three, I would take a few items. But at that time, let's just go back to that time. Um, I went to the grocery store and I bought everything they told me to buy. So my body would go back to rewarding myself and saying, you know what? I've had enough of this. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I would go on these crazy like weeks on um, binges again because ugh, I couldn't take it and the workout after working all day and you even know you can attest being on your feet all day I'm like you know what I couldn't keep up with these workouts and um, I felt like puking I felt nausea I felt dizzy um, unhappy and frustrated and anger so I was like I can't do this I'm a failure um, so I kept telling myself that and um, and then it is, again, it, it, it radiated off me, as you can use, you can tell, and others can tell, um, that frustration. Even though I was starting a program, um, and mentally, that's the last aspect. Mentally, it was just draining because now you're like failing at, um, at your your daytime stuff with people yeah. in the workout, and that's yeah. even worse. <laughs> you double down on the failure rate there, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's catastrophic to people who are just starting a transformation. And in all my coaching career, the, all, all the people I've worked with, that's one of the most constant things I've seen over and over again, is people making the same inference that you did when you started, which is, I'm going to follow person X's diet and training and lifestyle plan because I think, or at least they're telling me by their marketing, that that's what I'm going to achieve if I do that. What people don't take into account is everybody's unique physically, biologically. Everybody's lifestyle is unique. 
and everybody's psychology is unique. We're not facing the same challenges. Miko and Imtiaz are not facing the same challenges when it comes to diet and training. So a one plan doesn't fit all, even between coaches. Exactly. You said it so right. And that's why I respect you so much for like everything you, you talk about. You, you're so big on that. And I can, I can tell based on everything that you do. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, man. Like, like I said, like this podcast, I actually, I, I don't, because you don't know my journey, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that. And my listeners, some of them already know this, but I walked away from this industry for a good two and a half years. Um, oh, I know that. I, I walked away. Yeah. And this is the ironic part. I was at a point where I was working with the type of people that I wanted to work with at that time, which was athletes. I, okay. I love working with athletes because they're driven. They're easy to train. They're motivated just as you are. So you guys achieve together. I was working with athletes. I was making double what I was making in my daytime nine to five job. So okay. I was like, heck, I'm going to go full time with this in a month. Like, let's go time to quit. But I realized something because I'm so big into the mindset and psychology of this thing is I was a newly married person and I had just had my first, like my, me and my wife had just had our first baby. Right, that, that's a whole lifetime shift right there. That's a whole different scenario. So now I would be working from like five, six in the morning till 10 at night going home. And obviously my family has a right over my time. My new baby needs time, right? And I realized, okay, that's one aspect that was failing. Second, my diet was completely out, out to hell because I'm so busy working nine to five and then clients. Third, I'm not training. So my body was breaking down. I was doing so much work. I was not taking care of myself. And psychologically, I was a mess. Like I was fall, like you said, failing at multiple things at the same time. So I said, I, I can't. And the big nail in the coffin for me was, I'm not one of those guys who's gonna take off his shirt and show off his six pack abs every single time I get, because that's not how I market myself. That's not me. And I know that's not genuine, right? So, and that's not helpful. Most people don't feel inspired by that. Most people feel deflated. So I knew because I wasn't willing to compete with the industry, the way it was going at the time and social media was taking off, I, I said, I, I'm out for now. I have to fix myself. I have to upgrade myself and learn how I want to do this and be good at it before I come back. So I took a whole two and a half years off. And part of me wanted to stay off because I just didn't want to be in this industry with the Instagram influencers and the lack of clothing and all that stuff, right? But I realized the more I sit on the sidelines and watch these people do what they do to innocent people who don't know any better, and you were one of them when you started. Big time. The, right? And the more my responsibility kicked and said, no, you have knowledge, information, ability, let's put that out there. And let's connect with people who have done that, who are also doing it, who have a great transformation themselves to talk about. And let's share that with the world and show people how to do it correctly. So that's why, you know, I appreciate you saying the kind words you did, because it, it took a lot for me to say, you know what, screw it, I'm coming back and I'm making an impact. And I'm so glad you joined me on that journey. Now, I want to talk about your transformation. So you start to make a change, you make some, you know, mistakes, I'll call them some errors, some different things that didn't work out. When did you and how did it finally click in that, okay, I actually need to be doing it this way that ended up working for you? What was that thing? I really appreciate you noticing my journey and it means a lot. And I, and I, I noticed, I can't believe you went through all that, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's, wow. And congratulations on your family. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, so what made it happen is my story is ironic and that's why I can, we can help, you can help people for all the things that you mentioned that you've gone through and I've gone through is Here's the funny part. A lot of success stories have um, been that one, one major transformation. For me, it was two, I would even say three, um, um, is because I failed twice before. And, um, but here's the funny part. When I say failed, people are going to be like, what does he mean? Did he gain yeah. weight or, or stuff? No, it actually, I actually won. I actually lost 100 pounds the first time. Oof. But I did so much corner cutting. 
Um, and like we have mentioned throughout this whole um, podcast so far is I did everything that there wasn't me. So like I give us some examples. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I failed even when I hit my actual weight that I wanted. So meaning I was 305 pounds. Mm -hmm. I went down to 195. I had 20,000 followers. I was on top of the world. And uh, that's amazing. I, yeah. Everyone was giving me praise, compliments. And uh, like you said, there's going to be people that are genuine to it. Yeah. People that are against you. Some people um, are with you. And um, um, I couldn't maintain it because um, everything that I was doing, it was just cutting every corner and not doing, I did the work but I didn't do the work of the why, like how you're mentioning. Let's break so, that down. I want to hold it here. Let's break that on because it's so important. Go ahead. Tell us what that means and how you did it. Yeah. So I was doing it to almost prove people that I can be healthier or look better. Yeah. And I didn't do it for myself. That's the why. So it was so hard because I needed to fail even at that weight to now get to where I'm now. And that's why I enjoy it so much more. I love, which we'll get into where I'm at now. I was, um, I was copying everyone's meal plan and everyone's workout plan and the time that they work out and the biggest one, the workouts that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. so yeah. I never enjoyed what I was doing. So for example, I would do um, a lot of upper body. Yeah. And I, and I love actually doing lower body because my body type, and you're great at this is my body type is um i'm lower um much bigger in the legs right legs lower are body the, dominant a little bit yeah. yeah lower body dominant so i never did legs because those guys never did leg days so um and then i was taking classes that i actually never enjoyed mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. um like all these fitness classes and i respect them but it wasn't for me because i needed it tailored towards me and um it's good as um adam an add-on um, or if you're into it and so i would wake up at like five six in the morning and thought this is me i actually don't enjoy working out at that time some people do i actually don't um but i respect the people that do so i would wake up and um put on a face that says yeah. i'm here i'm great i'm gonna post this um other people are gonna post it with me and um this is great look at me ha 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 and um it just wasn't the right mentality because waking up at that time, I put it on for the camera. When I got home, I was just like, oh, I hate this life. Mm -hmm. So eventually, you you and everyone out there knows where this is headed. It's going to hit into a wall. And knowing my track record, I started rewarding myself again. And, um, and I gained it all back. So I went from 195 back up to 280. Wow. Instantly. And the gain back this time, here's yeah. the part was even faster. The rebounds always worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> always. So, yeah. And then the people that were with me um, weren't the right people because, again, you're cutting corners. You're meeting people that you're not supposed to meet. They're there just to, to um, take that energy from you. And um, what happened was those people quickly disappeared. Yep. Um, they disappeared immediately. When you're 195, they're your friend. Um, and you're on top of the world. And then yeah. when I was 28, they were criticizing me, making fun of me, judgmental, and taking away that work that you already achieved, which took me two years. So from 2013, 2015, like a few years after Best Buy. Yeah. Um, so I gained, so 2013 
2014, I lost that 100 pounds. I went from 305 to 195. In 2014, in about eight to nine months, I, I, gave, I went back to 280. So that is insane. So I raised all the work that I did. <laughs> uh, just for the listeners, if you could sum that up again, how long did it take you to lose that 100 pounds? And how long did it take you to gain the weight back? Yes. So um, actually, it was 2013 to 2015. It took me two years to, to lose um, that 100 pounds. Um, mm-hmm. To gain it back, it took me seven to eight months. Seven Even- to eight months. And did you stay at that sort of weight gain level after you gained it back, or did it go any further than that? So I um, I stayed at that for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I it was scarily I could have easily gotten back to three hundred five, mm-hmm. but somehow, some way, life, no matter how bad I was going back, it didn't allow me to go back to that state. Thank God, um, but. I was still in a bad state. Even at 280, I was not <laughs> doing very well. Yeah. So what happened at- then? What happened after this this rebound? What happened then? So I stayed stagnant for a while. Mm-hmm. So I guess when you peak and valley that that drastic, because some people they peak and valley like 10, 20 pounds or just um certain shifts in life, not even weight loss. Let's yeah. let's just say life. Yeah. They, they shift just in those three years, um, I endured like a lifetime's worth right there. Like it's, that's a lot <laughs> going yeah, it's on. It's a there. lot. Yeah. yeah so, um, just ex- talking about it, it's, uh, it's a whole lot of info. So I stayed stagnant for about um, another two, three years at the same weight. Nothing happened. Just so, 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 because so much happened. I just ignored it. I just, Lived my day to day, and I was just like, ah. and then in those years, I was just like, what am, where am I going to be? What am I going to do in my life? Right. Um, um, I just felt like, uh, I think maybe that's what, what happened when you went MIA. I'm not sure, but it, it could be. I just went into neutral. Yep. Yeah, and and um, and a ghost almost, like <laughs> like you were existing, but. You're just doing your day to day and you don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Just a robot. So when did you get the epiphany to start the second transformation? How did you do it? So the second transformation, it was, um, again, I felt that reminder of that 305 feeling where everything was huff and puff, like walking up in the stairs. I just didn't feel good. Um, waking up, I had migraines, going to sleep. I felt a lot of pain. Um, um, socially, I didn't feel good as well. And, um, I just decided, you know what, this time was different. First time I had more of an epiphany. The second time I just said, okay, let's take some baby steps. Let's just, let's give this thing a shot again. I still didn't know what I was doing. That's the funny part. Um, that's fair. That's very common experience for a lot of people. I still didn't know what I was doing, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to try a few things. So. It's amazing because I kept experimenting and that's where we'll get into. Um, I feel like I'm at my best right now. Yeah. Um, is I kept, I kept doing these little things here and there, getting myself in gradually and I succeeded this time. I actually got there faster. So the first time I did it in two years, um, this time I did it in about, um, I'd say one, 
I shrunk it by maybe three, four months. So let's say one year and three quarters. What was different this time around? Uh, this time around was I took um, step by step, month to month. Um, I took one or two things out that I didn't like what I was doing to eat um, every week, every day, every month. Um, and I added things that I like to work on, on every day, every month, and, and so on. So I enjoyed it more, but this leads to me to my second failure. So I lost the weight. I went down to 240, mm -hmm. 240 to 42. So I lost the weight. So I lost 40 pounds. So that's pretty good. It doesn't always have to be 100. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just got stuck there as well. So I got stuck in a good way because I didn't have a game plan. And that's what you're great at. Um, I didn't have a game plan. So I just stuck there and I was just like, okay, now I'm not bad, but I'm not at my optimal. So I'm like, I'm like, okay. Then life happens, as you mentioned. Yes. A lot of bad things happen in my life, financially, family-wise. And um, because I didn't have a game plan, it crashed again. Mm -hmm. So I went back to rewarding myself. But this time it wasn't food or going out or anything. I was just rewarding myself in the fact that I'm going to do hobbies that I enjoy. So I, I went to constantly watch movies. and. Um, and uh, I, I just kept like doing things that um, like I like going to the restaurant all the time and just just doing things that rewarded me. But I wasn't it wasn't partying or alcohol like before, but it was things that are day to day that people do that mm -hmm. are normal. But it was still rewarding me too much more than I needed to do. So I was okay. going to the restaurant in the movies more than I should have yeah. or, or overworking actually because i enjoyed uh, what i was doing at the time so i would be like you know what i need escape because i don't have a game plan so i'm staying where i'm at so i'm going to go to work and hide at work and um that has um fitness unbenefits as well because work is, i love work i love um succeeding in there as well but again if you don't have a game plan you're just working you're not just because you're not doing it with the passion even work needs your passion right so that's so amazing. That's yeah. I, uh, now, I've, I have a very, very important question at this point. Yeah. Why and how did you switch your reward system from food and alcohol to more of the social day-to-day -day things like movies and restaurants? What was the thing that made you say, I'm going to do it differently, and this is how I'm going to do it differently? Yeah, so it wasn't all a failure. I love your question. That it's you, Oh, my gosh. That's, you're, you're great at this. Um, <laughs> Um, you already know what I'm going through and what my mind what is going through in my mind. So I, I was doing better because I failed the first time. Yeah. So you learn from your experiences, even if you don't have a game plan. So naturally, as humans, we'll always adapt. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't still the right plan, as, as we'll discuss further. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm not drinking. So I'm going to go to the movies. I'm going to go to the restaurant. I'm going to go to work. So nobody can never get mad at you for those things. Those are right. like day-to-day -day things like socially acceptable yeah even though we all love partying every now and then we all love alcohol um not the most people um people were like will frown upon those and judge you more so i'm like oh nobody's gonna judge me going for the movies and going to restaurants and um going to work they're gonna actually praise me 
So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do these things. So um, I'm like, okay. So, um, but as we both know, the end of the story is I failed because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to work on my game plan, my fitness, my, my food. I'm going to go to the movies instead. I'm going to go to a restaurant instead. Um, and it costs us a lot of money, by the way. So, it does, so yeah. yeah. So, um, so I hit another wall. So eventually I gained weight again because there is no deficit there, um, right. mentally and health wise and fitness wise. Yeah. So where did you go up to this time? So this time I went back up to 270. So yeah. this it's weird because I was going back up, but I wouldn't hit 300 but I would still be going up. But even, so here's the weird part. Um, every time I gained this time, um, I actually felt, um, and me looking at this paperwork, I'm like, oh my gosh, because I could, a lot of things are coming back to my head is um, I felt more pain every single time because now this is the second time. Double the failure again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there's people out there. Not Some people only fail once, uh, many people out there. And then there's a few people out there that have failed multiple times. And I can, I'm pretty sure your listeners will, will, can relate to this. And I was just like, okay, like this feels even more horrible. So I, I went into a really dark place this time. And, yeah. um, and I thought of the worst mental health things you can think of. Um, yeah. um, even like harming myself. And yeah. I was just like, Man, if I fail twice, I'm never gonna get this right. So and, many people grapple with that. Yeah, and uh, it's scary because um, I didn't look at the positive. Um, I had twenty thousand followers the first time. I lost all my followers the second time because um, I became this person that was so much peak and valleys. People couldn't understand and keep keep up with people. People don't like unstable. Yeah, right. They like that one image of you and they want you to stay that. They don't yeah. like you to change. That's social media right there. Yeah, and you you hit it on the nail. And I, I didn't understand that at first. And um, um, people wanted me to always post positive all yeah. the time. Yeah. And even that got annoying to me because in actuality, i rather post my failures and sadness because I needed to reach out. I live alone. Yeah. Um, I've been alone, living alone since I was 16. So, um, uh, I'm now 38. So time flies. Mm -hmm. eh? yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, so the advantage pros and cons when you live yeah. with people, have yeah. people to support you. And then, um, I also, but I, I do get my freedom, which I enjoy. Um, I like both ways. Um, but, um, I needed social media for me. I use it to, it's like my family. I need people to reach out to. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, a lot of people out there, and I still get people writing um, a lot of amazing things, which is amazing. And then a lot of people that write bad things, you can't escape that. Yeah. Um, and um, what happened was I needed to reach out and post negative, dark stuff, really, really dark stuff. And I get it. On the other side, it's scary when people see that stuff. Um, but people are like, what is happening to you? Because... You've had two amazing journeys, not just in fitness, but in, in terms of work. I had a lot of work accomplishments that I, that I achieved and um, a lot of successes and a lot of helping people get successful at work. Um, and um, what, what, what do you have to be dark for? And what do you think? But we all have them. It's just um, it's how we 
are able to get it out there and help each other, right? And um, and I was like, like posting these stuff, and um, there wasn't the support system, so it just it, not only I was back to two seventy. Now I'm angry because um, people aren't letting me um, or advising me. Like even the advice that they were giving me was just like, oh, just do this, just do that. So this leads back to the first failure. Again, it's just stuff that I'm copying people. Yes. Like, like they'll be like, oh, why don't you get married or have kids or all that? Maybe that's not for me. That maybe right. that's for us. And I respect that. I love hearing those stories. Yeah. And seeing those things for people. Um, or, oh, why don't you go do this? Oh, uh, why don't you take a vacation? Or, or um, and I was supporting my mom and I still am because um, she has a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a great backstory as well of how far my mom's come. Um, is, um, you know, I go do this. Like, and I, and I, I would, I would get flustered and I would try it. And it just set me back for further and further and further and deeper. And, um, and this time I thought there was no way out. How did you come out of that and, and come to what you explained is sort of your best situation right now? Oh, so um, now I get to talk to the fun parts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Let's tell point. them how you made that transition. If this is the part that people need to really pay attention to because now they understand the context. Now they understand where you come from. Now, how did you dig yourself out? Because so many people, this is why I said you're so relatable because your experience, your social media presence, the way you're putting yourself out there, that's what normal people do. Normal people who follow these Instagram influencers and YouTube influencers or what have you. And it's frustrating to me as a coach to see that there's legitimate good information and transformations going on, but people are so caught up with the image that they don't see these things. And that's one of my responsibilities, I believe, is to put these voices out there like yours. So tell us, you were in this deep, dark place, really dark place. How do you come out? Yes. And before I get into that, and I think that's why we can't get rid of each other, because yeah. we connect that way. I Even if we don't message each other every day, that's why I respect you so much. Um, we are still connected some way. And yeah. I know you're out there doing what you're doing every day. And I'm glad we're doing this today because it's, it's over long overdue. Um, I know you're out there doing great things and this is leading me to my story. So even though we don't get a chance to see each other, um, I know you're out there. So that gives me that peace. Mm -hmm. So I now it clicked to me. I went to such a dark place. Um, and now I'm, even some of the people that have seen me through all these peaks and valleys are like, okay, what is he on now? Like, holy smokes, but I'm actually not on anything. And um, the best part is I figured out that I needed to help people. Yep. Um, once I helped people, I, I, I didn't have a game plan at first, but for the first time I knew my game plan because I was talking to people like you, like others out there. And then I drew everything I needed to. So before I would draw stuff and just do it. Now yeah. I'm dropping stuff because I'm talking to people that connect to me that are similar to me. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to help people by making it how I need it. My, my work schedule, my fitness schedule, what I like to do, what I enjoy. Because when you're talking to people that were just along for the ride, they're just going to mm -hmm. just say what the influencers are saying and what the media is saying. Yep. When I speak to people like you, you give me that back and forth and other people that 
have yeah. helped me a long way. Too many to mention on this call. So, Absolutely, but, yeah. And I'm so grateful for them till this day. Um, and they feel vice versa because I do the same for them. And that's the energy that me and you have. We do that back and forth. So that energy just conforms into a game plan. And then you write this down. And um, so now I'm like, okay, um, I get more and more motivated. So every day I'm helping somebody. I'm helping somebody. So now I have this thing where I have to help three people a day. And because um, I, I, I get to this addiction too, because I'm like, oh, I got to help everybody. But I hit that mini wall that I'm like, I can't help everybody. I can't be everywhere. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Knowing that you're out there helping as many people as you can, me out there helping as many people as you can, um, I found that peace. And now I can't stop this good energy. <laughs> it's I, so I've got a comment on your good energy because your energy manifests into action. And that's what I really took notice of. Like I knew you were doing this and I was like, that's amazing. Cause I remember Miko from the best by this. That was my last memory of you before I realized, oh, you're in the fitness space now. That's cool. And then I'm like, wait a second. Miko's not just doing fitness. That's what really got me interested. I was like, hold on a second. I have a inner uh, ethos, if you will, like a, like an inner principle that I follow. Whatever yeah. you do has to be for something. Like, uh, for example, let me expand on this. It's a very vague, <laughs> vague thing I realized, but like, I don't want to be in shape just to look good. That's vanity. That's vain. I don't care about that. Who cares if I look good? Maybe I feel 1% uh, better, whatever. But if my phys physical health means I can spend more time with my kids or I can spend more time helping society or, or doing whatever else, that is meaningful to me. And I think that's meaningful on a larger scale, especially in this world where so many of us are disconnected because we're so quote unquote connected through the social media, the web, et cetera. And that's what I had, I saw that I'm like, wait, Miko didn't just post about workouts. He posted about doing garbage cleanups. He posted about doing this other thing and that other. I was like, holy crap, like that needs to be out there. People need to know, hey, like that inspiration that Miko is, is not just serving himself and his vanity, but he's actually doing something with it. Like he's helping the environment. He's helping people. He's coaching people. Talk to me about that. What gave you that idea? Like you said, you have a thing about helping three people. Where do you get these ideas and what started that? And, and that's why, again, I respect you so much because we haven't seen each other since that time. And this is like the first time. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, pick up on that. So, um, again, everyone has their own tastes. Those other people those people probably have their own tastes, right, as well. And that's okay. But that's, that's, that's something that I didn't feel good. So it wasn't for me. So um, you picked up on all that. And, and I appreciate that so much because um, I'm able to, what made me do that was um, every time I was able to correct the two missed failures that I had, yeah. it related me to um, see that, okay, I'm going to take bits and pieces from the MTSs of the world and this person, implement it to my life, and now I'm going to pass it on to somebody else. Um, because, like you said, if I'm healthier, they're healthier mentally and physically, we can help more people. Mm -hmm. And it will combat the bad out there, the yeah. bad people per se out there, or um, people that are not trying to help people. They're trying yeah. to hurt them. Absolutely. I wish in a perfect world there was none of that, um, but unfortunately there is. Yep. So now I'm like, there's too many of those people out there. Yeah. We're outnumbered. Sometimes I still feel outnumbered, but hey, man, so do I. <laughs> they drag me down, and I still have people writing on my feeds, um, nasty messages, and um, they don't really know me. 
And uh, for example, you talk about um, the things that I started up. So I started the environmental clinic. So um, people are like, why do you do that? Do things for yourself instead of the public. I'm like, that's in my head. I'm like, that's horrible. Yeah. Um, and uh, I do food drives. I do volunteering clothing drives and with the YMCA and um, other organizations. And um, because at one point I, in my dark time, um, I was homeless at one point mm-hmm. uh, because I let everything just fail. And um, I learned a lot from that. Um, and now I reach out to those people. So it wasn't just the fitness journey anymore. It became this whole um, day-to-day stuff. And um, that's why I'm so grateful. All the people that are following me now, um, they are into that too as well. And mm-hmm. um, and if it wasn't for COVID, um, it slowed it down a bit, right? Yeah. So. But I still find my ways. I still find my ways. You know, stay stay safe, but still find my ways because um, everybody needs something, even during these times. Yeah, um, especially during these times now. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And um, so I was able to do it. So three times, three people a day I came up with that was because um, <laughs> I have this burst of energy. Like you said, I wanted to help like a million people a day. Yeah. But I couldn't keep up. So I'm like, okay, Nico, you failed twice. Um, because you have this tendency to do too much of everything, rewards or helping people. So um, keep it to a number that you can hit. If I three, I know I can do every day. Um, even doing three things a day, um, helping three people a day, um, and then love the world, love the planet, and and love people. Um, I was like, if I can commit to this, then that's not failing, because that's my fallback. Right. So now I have a fallback plan. The other times I didn't. So when I fell back, I just hated myself. This time I fell back. I'm like, okay, the worst thing I can do is do three things a day and help three people. That's good. That's, <laughs> That's a great start. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's more than I did before. Yeah. Like I would people sporadically. Um, and there's no track of that or what I don't know what, where I'm doing it, what I'm doing. So um, I'm like, okay. And then there's days I can help 10 to 20 people. Yeah. Um, but I keep a goal and a track that I can remember. I can't remember that I helped 10 to 20 people, but I can remember at least I've always helped three people a day, right? That's if I can beautiful. remember. Yeah. That, can, can you remember. say that again? Because I think that's just absolutely beautiful. Like keeping it simple. That's beautiful. Say that again, please. Yes, yes. Uh, I appreciate that. I can help 10 to 20 people a day, but I can't remember all of that. I hope that I can, and sometimes I can, but at the end of the day, I will always remember that I helped three people and I can keep track of that. And it means a lot. It means the world to me that nobody can take that away and that I'm actually doing it. And the three people that I'm helping feel it is I know I can go to sleep at night and three people have been helped every single day. Yeah. Brilliant. You know, um, before I left in 2018, basically, I, I took my two and a half year hiatus from the industry. You know, there were so many things telling me to stay. I had one of my clients reach out to me uh, and she said, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, because this was a while back, but she said, Imtiaz, you know, thank you for all the help and training you've given me because after training with you, I was able to fix the back problems that I was having and we were finally able to get pregnant again. And, you know, I'm giving birth on this and this date. And I still remember that. I'm like, holy crap, like, like that's the impact we as as good coaches can have on people. Like that's a responsibility we have to keep coming back to. 
And and that's one of those. And you also said something that's so true that, you know, there's more of them. And by them, I'm referring to these fake coaches, Instagram influencers. And I use Instagram because that's what people understand. And there's there's more of them than more of us because they shout louder than us. They wear less clothing than us. Even if we were jacked to the gills, I don't think we'd be walking around that way because in my humble opinion, in my observation in life, people who have a true message, a true path in this particular field, in the health and fitness sector, over and over again, yes, they talk about how good they are, how successful they are, et cetera, but they're not braggadocious. They're not over the top. The ones who shout over the top, like, look at me, look at me, this is what you could be, they're the ones hiding in insecurity. They're the ones who are not sure about their craft and, and what impact they're having, even the good ones that mean to do well. And I say this because one of, you know, somebody that I coached a while back, a few people I coached joined the industry as coaches down the line, which is amazing, right? You're part of that history. But a certain percentage of them ended up going that Instagram influencer route, wearing less, showing, you know, more and being all about, look at me, follow me. And I think it's so critical to keep it real, you know, like to keep it grounded and understand there's more of them than us. So our voice needs to be out there because the kind of impact we can have is literally helping somebody finally have a baby because you helped them fix something in their body, in their life. Like that's life changing. And the stuff you're doing with your helping three, three people a day, that simple thing, knowing that, that I at least I know I did that, helping clean up the environment, doing the food drives, that's so critical because anybody who looks up to you and knows you're a coach, they now see, hey, hold on a second, he's not just a coach. He's a damn good humanitarian. He's doing some good work here. So a coach equals good human humanitarian, not just a coach equals to semi-naked person. Like There's such a big divide between those two scenarios. And that's why I appreciate what you do. And it's so, so important to me that coaches and people like you get highlighted and people understand because the only way we change the perception in this industry is if we put ourselves out there. That's the battle that they're good at and we're not. Oh, man. You said that perfectly. I, I really appreciate that. Oh my gosh. Now, Mika, I, I, I know we have to do this again one more time. The recording is kind of coming towards its end. So I have to ask you, okay, I'm going to ask you this question because I want to challenge my guests. Every time I talk to them, I want to ask them one question that makes them really think. Okay. Why do you do what you do? Ooh. Ooh. These are like those uh, great interview questions that we get at work. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. Um, the the whole conversation the whole podcast sums it up um why do we do what we do i i do it because end of the day it makes me happy it gives me peace um we all hear these things out there um but i have never i can't fail anymore because where i'm at now um that's why i do what i do um because there's so much good that we've spread that um, it's always surrounded me now. Like every day I wake up, I'm, I'm, I'm around the right people. I'm helping the people. Um, um, seeing that running into you, like yeah. doing all this stuff has led me back to you because it won't let me fail because I know MTS is out there. And I know um, all these people message me every day. And um, I can't stop. And the funny part is now my schedule is packed, but I get to choose what I do and what I enjoy. And, um, and people are enjoying that as well because I'm committing to those things and I'm committing to these great people. And, um, 
and they are happy that I'm available um, and that I'm happy. So at the end of the day, it's they're happy. I'm happy. I'm helping them find peace and I'm finding peace. And the biggest thing that I'm going to say at the end of this is um, now I learned that I don't want to waste a minute. I appreciate life so much. I don't want to waste a day. I don't want to waste a month. I don't even want to waste a year. Even in this year, as tough it is for everybody, I hope everyone gets healthy out there, by the way. um, Is even in this year, I've actually had the best year of my life. And everyone always looks at me funny like, what? I'm like, of course, I wish not many people aren't dying and getting sick. I really don't. But if I don't do anything, just like the two Migos before that failed, everyone's going to hit a wall. And yep. all these people that, that you brought up will dominate the market. The bad people take advantage. Yep. We're staying back. Yep. We're holding back because we held back for so long. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love people are speaking up more, standing up more, because we have not done that enough. Yep. We just yep. stay back because we're so nice. I'm so nice. So I'm like, I'm going to stay quiet. All these years, I just let people do whatever. Yep. And more of them came. It's not okay to, to message people nasty stuff, to be... Um, a, a fake influencer be a good influencer absolutely um, yeah it's not okay to to hurt people or or to discriminate or to judge and that's what got us into this mess in this first place part of the things that are going in the world in 2020 um um injustice and um and mm-hmm. um covid and all that we could have prevented some of these things because um we needed to help each other more and care for each other more and give each other peace and and um, now I'm like, I wish I can get back those years. And I'm now 38. I'm like, I wish I can do this when I, I knew this when I was 20. But you know what? At least I know when I'm 38 instead of 58 or 68. And some people, they don't realize till their last day on earth. And exactly. That, yeah. That's the problem. When you, it's, you can't do anything at that time. It's your last day. It is what it is. That's, that's our journey. Um, so now I'm like, okay, I'm going to do as much as I can. And here's the funny part. Now I wish I can live till I was 200. But you know what? Human nature shows that we only live 80 to 100, usually. Uh, I'm going to maximize every single day. I do have break days. Don't get me wrong. I do have break days. Um, But um, 80, like the next, every single day, and you see me post it all the time, is I live every day like my last, and I give it my all because um, even if I do things, here's the funny part, even when I do things I don't like now, I respect that because I know that's the minute and the day that I have that I can never get back. And, um, and now that I see so many people um, voicing their, their, their thoughts and doing well as well, I know there's more of us out there yes. and it's going to change. change. And, and um, I used to think that, oh, it didn't matter even if I helped 10, 20 people. Now it does because there's 10, 20 more of us spreading the same message. And um, these people that have gotten away with it, I call them narcissists. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, to me, they're the most dangerous people in the world because uh, what I noticed through all these failures is before bad people would say, um, I'm bad. And I used to think those people are bad. They just say we're bad. Yeah, I actually prefer that because the narcissists and the selfish people out there, they do bad things, but they say they're good, like the influencers yeah. and some friends and family and lovers that we've had. They do bad things, but they're like telling the public we're great people. That's yeah. not okay. That's got to change. And um, and that's why I do what I do. I, I know that this was like a bunch in one with your question, but <laughs> I, I, I have to be 
authentic and genuine. You know, that's me. Always and that, that's what I appreciate. That That's why I'm so glad you came. And, and Miko, very quickly before we go, um, if somebody wants to find you to follow you on social media somewhere and, and get in touch with you, maybe about training with you, where do they find you? Um, I, I really appreciate that. So there's two types. Um, the studio, um, Active Grind, so A-C-T-I-V-G-R-I-N-D. So again, A-C-T-I-V-G-R-I-N-D. Or my main page um, is public as well. So M-I-K-O-Q-U-A-C-H. There's a little bit of odd spelling, but <laughs> it's out there. So M-I-K-O-Q-U-A-C-H. And and I want to end on the point that you just made, which is, you know, you don't want to waste another minute. And I think by spreading good information that people can truly benefit from, and not just for a narcissistic point of view, but just so you can serve people, I think that helps the people out there save that time for themselves. It gives yes. them another counterpoint to say, okay, I don't have to waste another minute going through the trappings and failing because Miko has already done that. MTS has already done that. I can learn from their experience and do the right things and enjoy more of my life before it really does become too late. And I, and I appreciate you coming on board. Thank you so much, Miko. We've got to do this again. And you know, uh, any last things you want to say before you take off? Um, I just want to say, Hey everybody, like, I hope this um, helps you all. And I really enjoyed doing this. And one more thing, MTS, I got to hear your more of your story one day. We got to catch up on your end. Yeah. We absolutely do. I can't wait to have you back to talk more technical terms and training and, and, and nutrition and all of that. So you know, we'll definitely do this one more time. Thanks a lot for stopping by, buddy. For sure. Thanks for everything that you do for everybody out there. All right. All right. My, have a good My day. pleasure. All right, guys. I hope you really enjoyed that episode with Miko. I had such a blast catching up with him and just to hear the details of his journey and how he went from who he was when I first knew him to the kind of transformations he's had to make. And when he's fallen off the wagon, he got back up again. I mean, what an inspirational story. That's what it's all about. It's all about not quitting. If you never quit, you'll never lose. And I hope you guys took a lot out of that. I cannot wait to have him back here so we can talk more technical details and get into the training aspect of things. But until the next time we see each other, take care of yourself, stay strong, be kind to one another, and I'll see you then.